This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Welcome to Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast. I'm Logan Swinkles. I'm a documentary filmmaker and editor. Plus, I make videos from time to time for the New Zealand Ice Hockey League. And my co-host is Joe Jury, who also does stuff for the NZHL, plus the Alternative Commentary Collective and Haraki FM. How's it going, Joe? I'm very good, man. How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited to get the very first episode going. This yeah. is awesome. We've, we've been, been talking about this for a very, very long time. I know. I, we, um, I'm kind of surprised it actually took this long for us to even meet. meet. Yeah. yeah. It's it's bizarre. Uh, considering you've actually known my girlfriend, Sarah, for quite a long time and you used to work at um, TV3. At the Media Works, yes. The- so <laughs> we used to hang out and um, do coffee breaks all the time and... It was, a, it was an emotional time working at TV3, but... <laughs> well, I, I noticed that your name... If, if I search uh, NHL on and NHL 3 News on Google... Uh, oh, my, my God, they're still there? My name comes up and your name comes up. That's how I first found out about you. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I was like, there was a guy before me doing hockey. This is cool. Why is he still not with the company? So I'm glad uh, that our paths would cross and that we're actually doing this. I was doing that and it was completely outside of my normal duties that I was meant to be doing. So yeah, same here. And luckily my boss is actually really cool about it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so if you can tell between the two of us, we actually generate probably a large portion of the hockey content in this little country we call New Zealand. You know, you've got the ODT and and, um, what's the paper in Queenstown, the scene or something like that. Sounds like an emo band. (laughs) I think it's mountain scene or something like that. Anyway, between Queenstown and Otago, they, they do a bit here and there, but I feel like we digitally, digitally it's, it's us. Um, So we decided to take that a step further and create this podcast. But uh, being January, why the fuck are we doing it now? Uh, lockout. Oh, of course. Mm. Yeah. So we've we've signed our CBA and our, our um, podcast players association agreement, <laughs> and we're going to kick it off. I hope that that agreement's watertight. I don't want some Olympic um, nonsense getting in there in a few years' time. Well, I think they've got like a seven-year opt-out, so hopefully. We can keep this going for, for 10. I don't like lockouts. Yeah, neither do I. If we're doing this in 10 years' time, I'll be stoked. I would also hope that, yeah, I guess we'll see where it goes. But um, you might be surprised that New Zealand actually does have quite a good uh, community of hockey fans. And for us, I mean, we're lucky. Hockey is almost all year round. You know, when the Stanley Cup gets lifted, uh, the NZIHL season has just begun. And then when the Virgil Cup is one that's the championship for the NZIHL. Uh, then the NHL is, is just about to return. So yeah, like I said, it's almost a year round for us. We're quite spoiled. The downside is it's a 12 hour flight to the nearest NHL team, which would be the ducks or the Kings. Yeah. And which is weird is why, why are we into hockey? Like what, what got you into hockey? Uh, Being from New Zealand, 12 hours away from the closest NHL team. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, it was, I know I was, I was about 10 or 11. I don't think I'd seen the Mighty Ducks movies yet. I think my first experience of hockey actually was, it was on Sky Sport. Uh, it would have been, would have been ESPN and it was the Penguins. I remember back in the 90s, it was the Penguins, the Red Wings, and the Avalanche. Those were the only all teams the, that were on TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the Rangers. I remember watching um, I remember watching Gretzky's last game. And uh, was it 1999? 99, yeah. Yeah. 99, uh, retired in 99. It's I, a cheese I, ball thing. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is, is I was 12. And I think I actually cried that day. Wow. I just, I don't know. Just Was that your first kind of tear? <laughs> Emotional tear rather than just um, yeah, no, I, anger I, tear? Yeah, I would, say, I would say so. I mean, I don't know what it was about Gretzky. He's just, just an awesome dude. Um, and of course, mo- I, most of the time he dominated the league. I wouldn't even, I didn't know he existed. I was too young and I don't even think hockey was being broadcasted in New Zealand at the time. God knows how people saw it before then. Um, I guess we must have been the generation that kind of really grew up with it. Yeah, especially on TV. I remember 
the way that I got into it was one of my best friends was dating his his mum was going out with this younger guy and so it sounds Ooh, really weird but cougar. yeah he had he his best mate had come back from Vancouver and he had discovered ice hockey and stuff over there so he came back and started playing it with his mate who was dating my friend's mum and so naturally they got into it and then all of us started playing and we were like 11 and we just kept playing inline hockey all day every day after school in the weekends and the only the only like media we would get would be these hockey news um newspapers that he bought back from canada but they oh, were like so cool. old but they're L- like, like as in like the hockey news yeah or? so the the hockey news but they wow. were actually made out of newspaper newspaper <laughs> uh, which was amazing and so yeah we would just we'd play firstly we just got like mini sticks like, like in line sticks and walked around on a on a driveway that had one corrugated iron fence down the side so we could body check each other into it <laughs> um and then we eventually learned how to how to roll a roll a blade, and would play yeah in line every single day, after school and in the weekends from dusk till dawn pretty much. <laughs> uh, I mean, because I know because I grew up in Tauranga, which for those that those of you that don't know New Zealand, it's I guess you could kind of almost call it New Zealand's Orange County in a way, right? Like you know it's a beachside city kind of thing. Um, so no ice, no ice anywhere. There was roller rinks. Um, funnily enough, the Tauranga roller hockey team was called the Mighty Ducks. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, and that, that was it. Um, so I couldn't play ice hockey. I really wanted to when I was a kid. So instead I played field hockey and... Pretended it was ice hockey? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, for a few years I played center forward. So I imagined I was Gretzky and Lemieux rolled into one. And I think I was actually pretty boss. I know I scored a lot of goals and made some goalies look pretty embarrassing. Did you do any body checks? <laughs> yeah, actually, funnily enough, I'm, I'm surprised I got away with some of that shit, really, yeah. considering that hockey is meant to be a non-contact sport. I guess the rest would be like, what the hell is this guy trying to, like, check people for? This That's... It was field hockey. What is he doing? It wasn't like full on body cheeks. It was more like, you know, when you have like net front battles and you kind of shove yeah. stuff. It was like that. And I, I'm surprised I got away with it. But then, so that was for a few years. And then I, I decided to start playing goalie because that was easily the closest I could feel to playing ice hockey because I had all the pads and stuff. Right. I had the, I had the mask and everything. And uh, I used to try and um, replicate Dominic Hoshik's style. And um, they actually kind of worked for field hockey. You wouldn't think it would, all that flopping around. But yeah. um, I, I did all right. And then, yeah, I don't know. Never really kept at it. But um, I guess, yeah, it was pretty much all going back to how it all began. It was just seeing it on TV. Um, my my first game was a Penguins game. And it's, so I started off life as a hockey fan, as a Penguins fan. Um and then I guess it kind of changed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not a Penguins. Oh, you kind of are a Penguins fan now, but not really. Like, you're I a- still love the Penguins. Um, like, obviously, I was amped that they won the Cup uh, this year. Well, not this year, the 2016-2017. No, no, not even. The 2015-2016 season they won. But, hey, I mean, they they might win again this season. Who knows? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> You don't? No. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's kind of like, I guess they realized that their window was closing and like, all right, let's all go for it now. And so they did. They got all Phil Kessel, um, which, yeah, if you if you've seen our promo photos, you see I'm not wearing a Penguins jersey. I'm wearing a Leafs jersey. Yeah. Um, And I'm wearing a Ducks jersey. (laughs) Yeah. So why why are you a Ducks fan? Well, I wish I could say it was because of the movies, but I can't claim it to be. I... The first live game that I saw was on TV on Sky, like like yourself, and it was the Mighty Ducks against the Colorado Avalanche, and it was in like the ninety, it would have been the ninety five ninety six season, and uh, it was the first time I ever see I saw Paul Korea play, uh, and yeah. so he was just this little dude who was so fast, and he played left wing and I played left wing, and. He was like the only good thing about that team that year. So he was it was basically him against Sackick, Forsberg, uh, like Adam Foot, Valerie Kaminsky, all the 
all those amazing. Yeah, the, the mid nineties Avalanche team yeah. was stacked. Yeah. So and the Ducks, we won that game two one, on a Paul Career goal and a Paul Career empty net goal, and so I was just like, this guy is awesome. He plays for that team that uh, have got pretty sweet jerseys, uh, and then saw the Mighty Ducks movies and was like, oh, there's a tie-in between them and <laughs> Disney and these movies, right. And then was ridiculed for the rest of my fandom because I obviously only like them because of the movie. It's like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I, I feel like if you asked a lot of the players um, in the New Zealand Ice Hockey League how they got into hockey, and we will do this when, when the New Zealand season kicks in. Um, I would love to get quite a few of them on the show. Um, is find out how they got into hockey. Um, I think a good portion of them would say because of those movies. I, I wouldn't be ashamed of it. Those movies were fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Hans. Yeah. I loved Hans. I, I, when I was a kid, I know I had a crush on Julie the Cat. Yeah. Who didn't? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And then what is that? Oh, it was it Red Hot American Summer or something. She's in that. No, yeah. it's um, the girl who was going out with Gee. Yeah. His girlfriend in the Mighty Ducks movies. Oh, it's the is other girl. The, um, she's one of the characters in Red Hot American Summer. Yeah. So yeah, the other girl. And I was like, I, I saw that on Netflix a while ago. And I was like, that girl is really familiar. Yeah. Quick uh, Wikipedia. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> one of the Mighty Ducks. That's awesome. Uh, what was her name? She was kind of an average player. She wasn't like the star. She was no Adam Banks or Charlie <laughs> or whatever. Oh man. So how did you become a Leafs fan? Like, cause that's. I mean, they're kind of like the biggest choke. Yeah. Uh, Did I just say that? Like, I said that like a Canadian, didn't I? Choke. Like a choke. Uh, team, you know, like you can't, when you think of hockey, you think of the Maple Leafs, I guess, as a non-hockey fan when you think of ice hockey in the NHL. So how did you get into? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would, you would think that if it wasn't for my time living in Toronto, I definitely wouldn't have been a Leafs fan. Because like that, I was like, why would I support such a frustrating team? I thought living in Toronto would put you off. The yeah, time that you were there I, was I, the, <laughs> the brutal, brutal, terrible times. Well, I mean, I was there the year before the, the disastrous 2014-15 season when they fired Randy Carlisle. And I don't even remember the... Um, the standing coach's name because I think we all just choose to forget that he existed. Peter Horacek. That's the, the man that's disappeared and then has never come back anywhere. No, he hasn't. Um, He's in witness protection programs. <laughs> probably for very good reason. Yeah. Um, no, I was there the year before the 2013-14 season, uh, which was the year that Jonathan Bernier had came, had come in into the team. Um, and of course, that was the season just after the big four-one downside to game seven. Yep, the game that makes a lot of uh, Leafs fans cry <laughs> to this day. Um, and actually, a funny story about that: I was I did a feature on um, Chris Belanger, who was coaching the West Auckland Admirals at the time, and so we went out and filmed them. Um, this was for what was three news at the time, and. Uh, we were in the lo Admiral's locker room and they're all talking about that game. And I can't remember who it was. I think it might've been Justin Daigle because, uh, you know, he's got a good sense of humor. Um, said something about like, oh yeah, we wouldn't do that. Uh -oh. <laughs> we, we wouldn't let a game seven slide like that, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, I really wanted to put it into that feature, but being New Zealand, um, no one would have got the reference. They wouldn't have got the reference. <laughs> So I had to let it go. <laughs> so it, it stayed on the cutting room floor, but it, like, it made me laugh. Um, yeah, I think just being in Toronto, um, it was hard not to be a fan. Like my very first NHL game, um, my first NHL game was meant to be Penguins versus the Devils right. in New Jersey. Um, Sarah, my girlfriend, she was, she's been a Devils fan from way back. Um, so yes, I am lucky to have a girlfriend that also likes hockey. Um, probably doesn't under doesn't is doesn't obsess over it like I do, but mm -hmm. you know she understands my obsession, uh, which helps. At least <laughs> she understands your obsession. That's a it's a healthy place to be. That's a that is a key. That it's is when a she hates your obsession is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm very lucky that. on that front. Um, so we were meant to go to Jersey. We did go to Jersey, but they ended up being my second um NHL game. Although 
I was um, I was uh, on the glass with that one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we we got we got second row seats, and then um, by the face-off circle, because I wanted to see Marty Brodeur play before he retired, and um, we were second row back, but the people in front of us never showed up. So in that first intermission, I went up to the usher and I was like, hey, those guys haven't been here like all game. Is it cool if we go in the front row? Oh, absolutely. So for the rest of that game, we were like front row, bang on the glass, seeing Malkin and Crosby, like everything. Like that close was just so awesome. Um, and I, I always wonder how that works. Like, because you always see the empty seats and on the TV and you're like, why are you people sitting way up there not moving down to get the better seats? They just, is it not the way that things I work. I don't know. I mean, I just asked and no one, you know, no one said you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I asked an usher because I was, I thought that was probably the best thing to do. He was, uh, he was all good with it. And um, yeah, that was an awesome experience. But it's funny seeing, you know, when you watch like a hockey game and it's same with like baseball and stuff too. Someone that's front row, despite the fact that you've got, you know, you've got glass protecting you, You've got all this other stuff protecting you from pucks or whatever coming at you, but you still duck. Yeah. You still weave and get out of the way. You always see that on TV and you're like, why the fuck are you doing that? You've got all this shit protecting you. It's instinct though, because even though you have all that stuff there and like I did it too, you still duck because you're, it's the sound is there. You yeah, feel yeah. like it's coming at you, even though you've got something stopping it. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. But that was the second uh nhl game i was at the very first one we we were very lucky uh we won a competition uh from smokes poutinery which is like mm. a toronto chain that does the most amazing poutine uh i've i've looked into franchising it in new zealand because i miss it so much and it costs it sorry it costs a lot like way way too much money more than i could ever afford i mean i can't even can't afford a house here so why the fuck would i be able to bring poutine to new zealand um if they're looking to branch out they should sponsor this podcast and then that will get them an oh instant audience of two people in new zealand so you're making me hungry already yeah um <laughs> but uh we won a competition that got us uh, a limo ride to a five-star hotel in maple leaf square tickets to the game and it was it was awesome uh, I wore my Crosby jersey. I think Sarah bought a Leafs jersey for that game. Got to win a classic jersey. And um, the Penguins lost. Did your um, did the Toronto natives treat you nicely in that Crosby jersey? <laughs> they did not. <laughs> I was uh, I was walking back, and I mean, this was a short walk back to the motel. This was like a hundred meters 200 meters you know you're there in a couple of minutes and all i got was crosby crosby um and i was like okay yeah i i gotta get this jersey off <laughs> um but yeah and after that oh god i know how we got so lucky to go to so many games but just the way i mean you know the people like to rip into the toronto media um but I think that's actually how I became to love the Leafs. Just all this coverage mm. um, constantly. Um, you know, like there was a show at seven o'clock called That's Hockey that talks about just hockey. And I was like, wow, I've, I'm in my element here. Yeah. Because yeah. normally at seven o'clock in New Zealand, you were, you were either, it's either Shortland Street or, you know, Campbell Live. Here, I, I got this show that was all about hockey. And. And this, even in the off season, when you think there'd be nothing to talk about, they've got a whole half hour hockey every uh, every week night. It's amazing. That I'm similar. I I only I just started following the Leafs because you can just you listen to the radio and like podcasts and everything, and it's all about the Leafs. Everything's about the Leafs, and you kind of just get s swallowed up into this giant like wave of information that yeah. makes you follow and just almost not become a fan but just become engrossed in how the team is going and what's next and how they can make trades and who they can call up and how much the coach sucks and how much hot dogs <laughs> Phil Kessel eats and just everything it's just it's crazy I uh I um yeah and I mean there's just I know so much more about about the Leafs 
and their system with the Toronto Marlies than I ever did with the Penguins. Mm. I did go see the baby Penguins when they came into town to play the Marlies, and that was awesome. Um, so, you know, I got to see the likes of, I don't think, was Matt Murray in goal? He might have been. Uh, no, it was Zakov. It was Jeff Zakov. He was in goal. And, you know, you got the likes of, like, Connor Sherry and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just all just so much exposure it was hard not to love the leaves mm. um so it's just you know it's kind of how it came to be and it's stuck with me even even now being so 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 far away from them and the good thing is though that you've ridden out the bad times and now you're coming into the good times <laughs> well then they're not they're not here yet yeah oh, getting there though but Gosh. yeah so this season how I mean, it's pretty up or down. At least, how would you sum up the, how the Leafs are going so far? I would say it's an improvement. Like, obviously, it's an improvement because they're not last. <laughs> um, they're, they're close to last. They're close to last. <laughs> but they're, as far as the records go, you know, it's it's good. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one because I feel like this time last year, it was a foregone conclusion that the likes of the Leafs and Sabres were done. Their season was over already. And actually, no. The Leafs were in a playoff position when they fired Randy, weren't they? Yeah, that was the season before. Yeah. yeah. So um, last season, they were kind of with Babcock. They that's were kind of right. just... All, these, almost, all the years yeah, are like... Milton. All the years of failure are blurring yeah, into one. They, they were kind of like... They were almost... <laughs> They were, you knew they weren't going to make it, but they had that little bit of hope of maybe we will. And then by Christmas they were, they were gone. Yeah. Um, whereas then the NHL this year, I feel it's very, there's actually like parity this year. I feel like, you know, you've got some teams that are way up there, like the Rangers and stuff. And strangely enough, the Columbus Blue Jackets, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but you know, Teams like the Leafs and everything, they're still in it. Sure, they might be at the bottom, but they're not that far out of the playoff picture. Uh, so, I mean, at a stretch, the Leafs could make the playoffs this year. I'm I'm not putting my hopes on it that they will. And um, if they don't, then, hey, they'll get another good draft pick. Exactly. Um, so it's not the end of the world if they don't make the playoffs this year, Leafs, Leafs fans. But we'll see. I mean, it's... it's exciting to watch them this season well that's the main thing like they uh i would put them and the oilers and probably like the um like the flyers is like the three kind of must-see teams to watch just because it's exciting they're playing like an exciting brand of hockey pretty much yeah i mean why the flyers though uh, i like like i like Gosta beer he's uh, the ghost beer yeah he's like they can either score seven goals and lose eight seven or score six goals and win six nothing <laughs> like the goalies the defense is just kind of nothing and they're just and they're like they won like nine games in a row now i think or something like that or have just done so it, and then <laughs> they'll probably lose 12 in a row yeah yeah at the time we're recording this podcast mind yeah. you yeah Sorry. yeah <laughs> uh whereas obviously the oilers is quite obvious mcdavid um, the McDavid show is is here to stay. Uh, I feel like we were robbed last season. Oh, massively. Mass- thanks imagine to the, thanks Mc- to the Flyers. Imagine if McDavid was in... Imagine if he was in Toronto, though. Yeah, that's, a, that's a hard one, eh? Like, I don't know. There's this weird curse about uh, Toronto kids playing for the Leafs. Mm. And I thought... It, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. Um... And weirdly enough, Zach Hyman, uh, one of one of the rookies this year, doesn't seem to be affected so far by that curse. I think that's largely because Mike Babcock loves the kid. Um, but then you see Peter Holland. Gone. Who, yeah, he's gone. He's gone to Arizona. He barely played this year. And it was a real shame because I, I really like Peter Holland. When when the Leafs got him off waivers from the Ducks, I, I was like, oh, awesome free player (laughs) and he played really well um and then just i don't know this season uh he only played eight games one assist and he averaged 10 minutes 
on on the ice. Yeah, I think Badcock hated him. Yeah, he I hated d- him. I don't know why. And then so they they got him Ben Smith, um, who was kind of seen as like a face off specialist. And I guess that was Peter Holland done really. Mm. Um, and then obviously there's the whole David Clarkson saga. Another another guy who comes into Toronto, being all amped to be there because I grew up as a Leafs fan. And now I'm playing for the Leafs. This is such an honor. And then. I don't know. It just doesn't work out. I, I don't get what that is. The same thing happened with Dave Boland. Like, you know, he's he's from the area, the the GTA, and it just doesn't work out. I don't know what, what is up with that. So what you're saying is if they had got McDavid, he would have been a bust. <laughs> so they're better off getting a kid from Arizona and Austin Matthews. Yeah. Uh, as sad as I was that we didn't get McDavid because I was, I was there in Toronto during the whole, uh, during his draft year. No, not his draft year, his final year of junior. I was there and just just watching him play uh, on, you know, he was on TV all the time uh, and it was really exciting to watch. And there was a good chance that the Leafs would get him. They didn't. Uh, what did they miss out by one lottery ball? One, They were one lottery ball away from getting it and the Oilers jumped up like three places or something. Yeah, and the Buffalo Sabres screamed internally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, they got Jack Eichel. I, I still don't really... I'm undecided on Eichel. I like him. Yeah? I like him. Someone, um, uh, Jeff Merrick, who does a does a number of Sportsnet stuff, says he skates like a velociraptor. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Uh, it kind of stands upright and it does look like a Jurassic Park velociraptor. <laughs> uh, yeah. When, it, when I heard him say that, I was like, okay, I got to watch more Sabres games, obviously, because I want to see how a velociraptor skates on ice. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of does look a little bit like it. It's, if you could ever imagine, imagine that happening, it's kind of it looks a little bit like it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, obviously there's no way McDavid would be a bust because he's so good. But I am very happy that the Leafs have Austin Matthews, mm. and uh, you know, obviously the four goal debut was amazing. That was really special. And then he goes on the the drought, goes on a goal scoring slump. And of course, the Toronto media storm kicks in, and then he picks it back up, and it's like it, it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, you know, they all they all go through the slumps; they all do it. So, um, all he, the people saying like Line A's better, should have picked Line A. Oh. At least Austin Matthews doesn't score into his own net. Yes, thank you. So, <laughs> oh, that was that was funny. Um, uh, I really enjoyed that when I showed that to my girlfriend. I was like, see, look who's better now. Austin. Austin's he, better. He like hit it right into the middle of the net. It wasn't like, it was almost to the other side of the net. So it wasn't like he was just chipped it past and. Like he was trying to clear it. Yeah. But it was a weird way of doing it. Um, I mean, he's obviously learned from that. You could tell how gutted he was. Yeah, it was. Easiest goal he'll ever score in his career. I know. He's so good. He's just scoring goals everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter what net. Just, just boom. I'm, I'm going to throw it into the net. I'm scoring. I'm yeah. scoring. Um, yeah, that narrative annoyed me. The whole who's who's better. I mean, it's always going to happen. Uh, we didn't get it. Lo- we didn't get it last season. Obviously, with McDavid getting injured, so we never really saw too much of a comparison between Eichel and McDavid. Um, and I guess we still don't really now. They never. Really, they never get to play each other. Yeah, that's the bummer. Yeah, but now you're going to see a lot of Matthews and Eichel, Toronto yeah. and Buffalo into the future. And I mean, Matthews is only three days. He only missed that draft by like three days. So he could have been in the McDavid Eichel draft. Yeah. Which would have been way more interesting. Oh, I know. I wonder where he would have landed. You reckon he would have gone second? Uh, I think so. He, yeah. He's just. That means the Leafs would have missed out entirely. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, that was Mitch Marner's uh, draft year, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. they picked Marner fourth. <laughs> Although so, I'm very happy to have Mitch as well. Yeah, um, he's, he's a freak. I think I'm pretty sure Mitch Marner is my girlfriend's favorite player now just because he doesn't quit on a play. And despite the fact that he's so small, yeah. well, small for an NHL player, uh, he doesn't quit and he gets he gets bumped around and he keeps chasing the puck. And, you know, I've heard that he hates not having the puck on his stick. So he'll do everything he can to get it back. And obviously that's the kind of player Babcock wants. Yeah. And you can see even now with the, like the power plays run through Mitch Marner now, and he's like this 
kid who's played like 20 NHL games. <laughs> Second favorite moment of the season so far has to be when he's on the bench singing Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. That was just so good. And and then when Bon Jovi tweets them back, mm. <laughs> that was cute. I <laughs> it just proves like the... That they're enjoying being there. Yeah, it's not the... It's not the sad times of Maple Leafs. Of no, the past. I used to hate seeing Kessel sitting on the bench, shaking his head. You know, he always looked, he always looked, I know he's hard on himself, but you know, it just, it didn't look good on TV. No. Um, you know, we, you can tell if you watch the leaf, um, the blueprint, which is like the online kind of like 24 seven thing that follows the team around. Uh, if you check it out on the Maple Leafs YouTube, you'll see Mitch Marner's white boy dancing. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite special. No one does a dab like that kid. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually, it's 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 awesome. Um, that kid is great, and I hope he sticks around for a long time, along with Nylander. I hope all the trade rumors turn to nothing and that they hold on to him. You need to keep him. He's like one of the best-looking 20-year-olds. Uh, oh, yeah. Going. I think... He's replaced Lupul as like the leaf that all the girls like. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's a hell of a lot better looking than Joffrey Lupul. Such great hair. I know. His yeah, hair. Freaking Swedes. Yeah. It's just so naturally good looking. <laughs> They're like the perfect people. Not like us. We're just uh, just a couple of very average looking dudes. Mm. And you'll be able to see that from our photo shoot. You will. Done. God, how, how fun was that? It was That was a weird experience, especially the asian tourists that came up to us yeah. as we we're doing it who couldn't understand the concept of taking playing doing ice hockey shoot at the beach in yeah. mission bay which yeah. makes sense i guess I know, yeah i know they're like ice hockey but you're on the beach we're like yeah we know that's the gag right oh well um that was that was awesome uh shout out to to mike mike Ives. <laughs> I was gonna say Frogger. I'm sorry. It's not like you don't. It's not like the video game. No. Mike Froger. Froger. That's the one. I'm He's sorry. He's a good man. A great photographer. Yeah. Usually shoots models and swimsuits and things, and had to shoot ladies in lingerie, and he had to deal with us. A couple of dudes on a beach. But hey, we gave him a couple of boxes of craft beer, and he was pretty happy. Um, we're stoked with the photos. Uh, so. You've obviously, you might have seen them now, but on our social media, on uh, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, that's at Puck Yeah Podcast. That's right. Yeah, you should give us a follow and hit us up. I might even, I'm debating opening up the DMs. You think people should slide into our DMs? Uh, I think so. I'm all for Keeping it as open. much in, like incoming things as possible. All right. Love, hate, <laughs> anything. All right, I'll do it. So if you're listening to this, by now, our Twitter DMs are open to anyone, even if you don't follow us, but you should follow us. Anyway, um, so hit us up. So, yeah, the, the promo shoot was fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed the crowds. There was, you know, the kids, the, the Asian tourists. We had a couple of Canadian tourists hit us up. They were mm. like, oh, are you guys Canadian? They were like, um, no, sorry. No, sorry. Mike was like, oh, Logan used to live in Toronto. And they're like, well, that's not the same. You're like, oh, we're sorry, guys. I've never seen two disappointed, more disappointed Canadian tourists ever. Than I know, I those feel like two. I let them down. They they see this guy in a, in a Leafs jersey and they're like, oh, he's one of us. Why would someone in New Zealand be a Leafs fan? He must be Canadian. On a beach. On a beach. In the middle of summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and even the fact that we had a little, we had a group of girls watching us for a while too. That kind of made me feel a little bit famous when we're not. Yeah, that kind of... um. Maybe a bit nervous. I got a bit sweaty. Got a bit self-conscious yeah, there. Yeah, I didn't know how my facials were going at the time. <laughs> got a bit awkward. I we, was probably sucking it in a little bit. Yeah, we tried to do some kind of banter and I just, I, were they listening to us? I can't remember. It was awkward. <laughs> Had a bit of a freak out. Mike just started yelling, yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm like, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Bring me back to reality. Yeah. No, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, but I guess, I mean, what's happening with New Zealand hi New Zealand ice hockey? Well, we've um, we've got a special interview coming up next week with Jez Brown, who's the man behind all the NZIHL uh, broadcasts and everything, and Slapshot Productions, and also the Division Three Under Twenties tournament, which is in January. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think it's in, it's in Dunedin this year, uh, the 16th to the 22nd. That's the Junior Ice Blacks. Right. Well, I, get, I, Under I, I don't think that's their official name, but eh, pretty much the Junior Ice Blacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so under 20s, lot of lot of talented guys uh, in that team. So that'll be good to get along to if you can get there. Uh, otherwise, stream, stream it. it. Which is what the show next week will be all about. Streaming hockey yeah. in New Zealand. And then the Ice Blacks are playing in April? April in Auckland. Yeah. In Botany, which is not my favorite place no. in New Zealand. Nothing against the rink or the Botany Swarm or anything like that. It's just I fucking hate going to Botany. It's a weird. I always, I always think about it as the OC when you, when you're coming down East Tamaki Drive and then you come over that little rise and then there's all those hill like houses on the hill. It looks like you're driving into Orange County because <laughs> they all look the same. They're like those McMansion kind of things. Yeah. And then it's just a mall and that's a a big giant stink of a mall. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a good mall. It's there's nothing there. The best thing about that mall is that it's got a porto. Oh yeah, what what's your, funny, go, what's your go-to burger at Oporto? Uh, I I pretty much get the classic, like the double double fillet with the chili sauce. But is it bon, bon the Bondi? Bondi, yeah, double yeah. the double Bondi. Actually, I haven't had uh, I haven't had Oporto in quite a while. I like the way that they cut the lettuce up. That's such a weird thing to say <laughs> for like a chicken burger. <laughs> I don't know I what like it the is. Lettuce. <laughs> but it's just like the way it's kind of really nice and it, it it's it's not like those huge like you go to Burger King and you get those massive huge bits of lettuce in oh, your burger yeah, chickens. Like it takes over the burger. Yeah. I remember that's what my mum hated about uh McChicken burgers. That it was all lettuce. Mm. It's the same. Um <laughs> slight tangent. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, if if you, we keep mentioning the photos. If you see the photos, you'll see I, I love my food. Um, I do too. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna have a hockey player's body. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. I uh, I used to play, but I have eaten myself out of my hockey player's body and drunk myself <laughs> of beers. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's a good thing about being hockey media guys, right? We don't have to. No, yeah. exactly. We uh, can just, we can cover the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I think in the, the NZHL 2015 season, because I was covering all the games with Slapshot, uh, I'm pretty sure I wrecked my phone. Well, not like, well, I wrecked my phone purely because of the temperature of the rinks. Right. It's that the same phones had survived a Canadian winter, which at the time was one of the coldest winters in a long time. We had freezing rain. If you don't know what that is, you should Google it because it's kind of mind blowing. Um, and it just, okay. It took a second season of really cold temperatures and it's like, nah, I'm done. And the battery would last maybe two hours. I was charging it like three times a day. Um, yeah, so covering ice hockey in New Zealand is is hard because you don't get the nice cushy press boxes that you would with the with the NHL. Um, but in the same t- in you know in the same breath, I mean that's it's kind of cool. You know, you're right there in the action. Mm. Um, you know, you're you're right in there with the punters as well. They get in your face. Uh, yeah, and the the uh, New Zealand ice hockey community is very small, but it is very passionate about the games and like the NZIHL is a it's an awesome awesome little thing that's got it's got going on if only and we'll talk to you about this next week like if only main like the mainstream media supported it more than what me and you try and help them do (laughs) (laughs) it would be um it'd be a great it's a great product that uh slapshot put together and it could be awesome on tv yeah it, it could and yeah, it's funny you bring up the whole the media coverage thing. I I wish it was more. I I can understand and admit that ice hockey in New Zealand is a minority of minority sport. It always will be, probably, when you've got the likes of rugby and cricket and you know and rugby and rugby again. I think rugby as well is another sport that we play here <laughs> that they like to talk about. I, I play. I played it once. I think when I was five, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't for me." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just 
the coverage. I mean, I try. You you try. Um, obviously, it's going to be very sporadic. Um, as far as getting on TV, there's only very specific moments in a hockey season that the mainstream media kind of care about. Goalie fights. <laughs> yeah, I I still get the whole oh go to a you know go to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Uh, classic line. Oh, I know. Classic jabroni line. Yeah, hate it. Um, but yeah, there's there's the Stanley Cup is about the only time they care. Um, I've tried to push the Winter Classic as a thing to care about just because it's visually quite spectacular. Yeah. Um, so I'm just totally going to burp into the mic again. <laughs> Should have done it. It would have been great. Oh, no, I'm glad I didn't. That would have been gross. Um, I, I don't want to put people off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Stanley Cup is the only time they really care. Um, I did get the NZHL final, the 2015 final, on One News. I was pretty soaked with that. Um, it was like a little bit, but they played a clip. They played a couple of interviews. And as far as, you know, New Zealand mainstream media goes, that was kind of as high as it got. The dudes at Crowd Goes Wild, they're, they've shown us a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they like to use the hits uh, for Smashed and Bro. So that's, that's been awesome. Those, those guys um, are supportive of the New Zealand Ice Hockey League, which is great. And they even... I, they even feature NHL hits sometimes on Smash and Bro as well. Again, it's the physical side of yeah, hockey yeah. that kind of gets people's attention in it's, New Zealand. It's not the Mitch Marner toe drag uh, top shelf goal. No. Um, and it doesn't matter how many times I build up Connor McDavid as being the next Gretzky or like this this amazing kid. I'm like, this guy is, is he even 20 yet? He's not, no, is he? 19. He's, 19. he's 19. I'm like, he's 19. He's leading the league in points. That's ridiculous. And he's about four times faster than anyone else. You know, one I was thinking about this today. One thing I really want to see uh, in the All-Star weekend, you know, when they do like the speed race and was, I think it was, was it last year? And it was like Sagan and Kessel. Yeah. And Kessel won. Um, I want to see McDavid versus Kessel. Like Kessel trying to like defend his crown versus the new kid and i i mean you know mcdavid is gonna smoke him oh yeah he's so like it's it's ridiculous when you can see him he goes he skates forward like doing crossovers it's really it's really weird like normally you do like a crossover to kind of turn and get your speed up but he does that going forward so no one really knows if he's going if he's turning but he's still just going straight so the defensemen are like they're stuck. Yeah, they don't. They don't. No one skates backwards when he's coming down a rush anymore. Everyone turns around and skates forward. Yeah, you can't keep up that speed skating backwards. No. It's crazy. It's crazy. And just hopefully he survives this whole season without getting injured. Because yeah, like say last year we were robbed of that whole. I mean, that's what I want for Christmas. I want a full season <laughs> of McDavid. That's <laughs> speaking of Christmas. Um, as as a hockey fan. Uh, imagine if you were playing NHL 17, be it, you know, franchise mode, you're the GM. If you were to make one trade as a present to the fans of your team, say the Anaheim Ducks, mm -hmm. what would it be? I would trade. I would trade with Toronto. So we're just keeping this really instantly In the family. Based. Yeah. I'd trade James Van Riemsdyk to get him play left, to play left wing with Getzlaff and Perry. Oh, which would be quite a nice top line. And I would, I think, I mean, Toronto's going to be looking for some defensemen. So, and they want kind of a, a good name defenseman. So I would, I would propose, I, I really like Cam Fowler this year, but I think we could give him up. Well, they almost did, didn't they? Yeah. So they were thinking about it, but I think you could, and they, he'd play, he'd be a good kind of, number two three defenseman on toronto i think fowler would be yeah th he'd be top four i don't think he'd be on the top line um you got uh, morgan riley morgan riley he's him he's our guy i god i hope he becomes captain like he's only you think about this like morgan riley's 23 and he's in his third season and he's obviously he's not one of the older dudes on the team but as far as experience goes on that team I mean, you can't call him a vet yet, but he's he's mm. getting there already, and he's only twenty three. Um, and he's seen the dark times, and now he can see the light. He can, Almost and like he's, he's shown he's shown a lot of maturity 
he used to live with Jake Gardner. Uh, they used to be a defense pair, and then they, I think old Babcock split that up. Um, he uh, obviously thinks differently to old Randy Carlisle. <laughs> uh, Randy. Good one, Randy. Good one. <laughs> Randy. Should <laughs> <laughs> well, we like slip in the clip of fam- from a Family Guy? Yeah. Randy. Uh, God, we need a soundboard. We can just <laughs> we do. It off. I really want one. Like like Tim and said, when you have like go horns and yeah. stuff. We'll, uh, we'll invest in that. <laughs> uh, we're low budget. We're lo-fi at the moment. We're recording this in a studio, but not using any of the radio station gear. gear so we're just recording it on two microphones i think it sounds all right though yeah it's fine it's humble beginnings exactly yeah started at the bottom and now we're top <laughs> we're still at the bottom we'll see yeah. we'll see how this goes who, who knows how a hockey podcast uh, from new zealand will will track but we'll see what would be your trade your christmas trade i mean it's funny that you mentioned the ducks and the leaves because they do have a history um i'm quite happy to see that Bernier is doing well with the Ducks. Well, as far as a backup goalie goes, yeah. you know, I think now that he has a defined role, when he's doing well, when John Gibson hasn't shit his pants, <laughs> has to, so Bernier oh, has to stay in believe, for the whole. Look, I can't believe Carlisle would say that. Okay, that is another top moment uh, for the season so far. The fact that when he's asked, hey, why did you keep Bernier in goal? Well, he was getting shelled. Oh, that's because uh, John Gibson had diarrhea. <laughs> Who says that? He could have just said he's he's ill. We couldn't put him in, but he had to say. What, he is, had, what is that? I guess it's not a. You can't call it an upper or a lower body injury. In, internal. 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 Injury. External. <laughs> um, I guess my trade. I mean, I obviously I think the Leafs do need more defense. We have just this abundance of wingers, in particular both in the Leafs and the Marlies. There's a lot of young guys there. Um, you know, Sammy Kapanen is one that comes to mind. You Kasp- got J- Kasperi Kapanen. The that's son, sorry, that's son his of, dad. That's yeah. his dad. Son of Sammy. <laughs> Kasperi, that's right. And there's uh, so many of those, like, sons of NHL players now that, like, I, when I grew up watching. Even Nylander. Yeah. Michael Nylander. Yeah. There's um, heaps of them. <laughs> that's awesome. Um yeah, and Josh Levo as well. I know, although that's a hard sell because he's a little bit older. No one still really knows what he is. I don't know he's a good hockey player, but he's kind of just bounced around between the Leafs and the Marlies over the last couple of years. So he might be kind of hard to trade away. Uh, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of rumors about Nylander. Nylander's attractive would be attractive sell. He's very attractive <laughs> in more ways than one. Not just not just physically. He's a very good hockey player too, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just zoned out dreaming about his hair. <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned Cam Fowler. I would love someone like Sammy Vatanen. See, I was going to say Vatanen, but I wouldn't know if he would get Van Riemsdyk, so I thought I was going to have to give a little bit. But you can have... Well, let's make the trade right now. So, <laughs> so it's Vatanen. <laughs> let's imagine uh, I'm Lou and you are Dave Notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave Nonis, good God. No, thank God he's there doing nothing. It's Bob Murray is at least kind of in charge. So Vatnin plus a fourth. Just chuck a obligatory fourth in there. <laughs> for Ram- isn't, isn't the joke that uh, everyone is worth a third round pick? Yeah, okay. I'll, up, I'll trade it up to a third. So Vatnin in the third for Van Riemsdyk. And... Oh, it's hard to let go of JVR. He's, it's his time though. He's I know, yeah. He's only got this year and next year. Yeah, I guess being older because JVR is. I think he's twenty seven. We really need a producer who can sit on a laptop and um, give us information. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I mean the JVR thing does make sense, uh, and to me the Ducks seem like a team where they're not rebuilding like the Leafs. They're well. They're kind of half rebuilding. They they know that their window is closing with the likes of Getzlaff, Carey, and Kessler. So they want to win now, right? Well, f- the window's closing with Kessler, and then we signed him to six fucking more years at a ridiculous amount Yet of money. The weird thing is, he's having an amazing season. Yeah, he's he's thank God for that because Corey Perry's playing like shit. <laughs> so uh, he's he's picked up the slack at least. I've I've always quite liked Ryan Kessler, even when he was a Canuck, despite the fact that I freaking hate. Vancouver mm. um obviously that stems from being a, a Leafs fan <laughs> um that is my only rationale be- behind actually hating Vancouver 
Um, yeah, I guess I'd give up Javier. I guess I mean I guess I'd have to. Uh, so for done. Yeah, so for Christmas the Ducks get Javier, and do you get a pick? Uh, I'd, I'd take a fourth. You take a fourth. Yeah. You don't want to leech any of our prospects. I do like the looks of you're never going to give up like that Brendan Leipzig. He's nope. he looks pretty good. No, I'd take a fourth. You take a fourth? Yep. All right. Well, I guess that's uh done. That's, that's Christmas done. That's a done deal. Dang. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just saw, I just can't see I mean, I know the Leafs fans are going to be gutted if JVR goes, but I guess that's kind of the reality of these things. Exactly. You got to you got to kind of give to to get and Do you yeah. do you play NHL 17? Yep. I haven't played it a lot. I bought it and played. I set up a franchise and then had no time to do anything and I haven't been able to return. So I'm in first day of preseason <laughs> and haven't done anything. I'm I'm halfway through uh, my first season um, as the as the GM of the Leafs and it's really hard to make trades. Like uh, the real NHL. Well, obviously, but even... If you try to replicate a trade that has happened in real life, quite often it doesn't work out. They'll say, oh, this doesn't match our trade block. Oh, I hate those. Or you aren't giving us enough value, blah, 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 blah. And I tried to trade away um, McCulloch and try to get something for him. And no one wanted him. So I was like, okay, well, I, I need the roster spot. So I put him on waivers uh thinking someone might claim him and it turned out the auto senators claimed him so a bit of karma there in the digital realm yeah um and that also um got four million dollars off my books so so you took on you took on mccullough to take the money on from the sabers uh, from the senators yeah and then the senators took him back to take the money back <laughs> imagine if that happened in real life <laughs> i think everyone would be like what the fuck are you guys doing someone needs to drug test the gm of the yeah. senators because that is ridiculous uh so i haven't really oh no i did make one trade i traded <laughs> you'll find this funny i traded away roman Polak, and a i think it might have been a third round pick to the ducks for simon dupre Oh. Because he is one of my favorite players. I loved the prey when he was with the Penguins. Yeah, and he's he's just been injured. It's a bummer thing. Like he's he's really good defenseman. So he's doing well for me. In oh, the, good. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, so that and trade would never happen in real life. Roman Polak, the <laughs> linesman murderer. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, that was nasty. I I couldn't even show my girlfriend that clip. It was horrific. I've no. never, like, just you had the entire width of the ice to dump a bucket and you slap shot it right at a guy's knee. <laughs> and he just rolled around on the ground, like screaming. So brutal. So brutal. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Um, Roman Polak, I mean, well, I mean, nothing's really going to happen there. Um, as far as the trade deadline goes, you're probably going to get a, you might get a repeat of last season. He might go to another team that needs defense that are looking to make a Stanley Cup run and they, they want a big bruising defenseman. Because let's be honest, he's no more than a third pairing at, yeah. at this stage of his career. At the most. Yeah. At the most. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call that a highlight or a low light if he, uh, actually no, it probably would be a highlight if he left the Leafs. As long as we've got something in return. Um, I've never really been a huge fan of Roman Polak. Um, but what are you, sort of the halfway point of the season, you know, in the holiday break, um, what are what are some of your like highlights and lowlights? Uh, as a Ducks fan, definitely a lowlight would be Corey Perry, his non-scoringness. Do you reckon he'll pick it up? I think so. He scored a, I think he scored his first power play goal the other day, which was incredible. Seeing he sits in front of the net, annoying people the entire time. <laughs> Harry's only scored a first power play goal, so hope hopefully. But uh, with Randy Carlisle coaching, which is another low, I don't know how that's going to go. Like <laughs> he's. <laughs> When they did that, it was just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then they were getting, <clears throat> like, they were getting beaten to start the season by getting outshot, like, 42 to 20 and just typical. Oh, that sounds like Randy Carlisle yeah, hockey. Yeah, typical Randy 
Good one, Randy. So, so a couple of lows there uh, in terms of the highs. Watching Conor McDavid play is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, I could watch him all the time. Uh, <laughs> that sounded creepy. <laughs> yeah, really creepy, especially he's a 19-year-old boy and you're wanting to watch him all the time. Uh, the other one is like the Blue Jackets. Yeah, what's up with that? John Tortorella. Everyone thought when the USA got their ass whipped at the World Cup that, oh, the Blue Jackets are done, they're screwed, they're not going to do anything. And they are just creaming it. Like, I guess a lot of it is Bobrovsky. Yeah. He'll he'll make it's, anyone it's a good coach. It's crazy how much a good goalie makes a huge difference. Um, but I like that Rowinski guy, the defenseman, the rookie. He's really good. Uh, and I guess the other high would be the Maple Leafs kids. Funny you should mention that because uh, there's a lot of them. And I know this is a this is a year in the NHL where there is a lot of rookies. But um, our, our buddy Steve Dangle actually rated off every single kid on that team that the league should be afraid of. What did I tell you in the first video of the season? Which, by the way, was after a game that the Leafs lost. What did I tell you? Frogs and locusts! Matthews, Nylander, Marner, Carrick, Hyman, Zaitsev, Sosnikov, and then you realize that that is just the first wave. Leipzig, Kapanen, Timoshov, Reichel, Johnson, Nielsen, Dermott, Bracco, pick your poison. Oh, I can continue with reasons that you should be afraid of the Toronto Maple Leafs down the line, but there's only so much bandwidth on the internet. Now, well said, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, you said that a lot quicker than I ever could, and you probably were a lot of out of breath there too. <laughs> um, I don't know how the dude gets the energy, but holy shit, is it entertaining? Um, yeah, the Maple Leafs kids, just they're kind of why they're my reason to get up in the morning. Wow, not your girlfriend. <laughs> Well, obviously she's number one, but if if, if it's game day, um, right. that's uh, that's number one. So, what would be your highlights, lowlights of the the beginning so far? Uh, obviously, Austin Matthews, the four goal debut. We've already touched on that. Um, there was a high, a low for the Leafs is the treatment of you know Frankie Corrado and Peter Holland. Thankfully, Peter Holland is gone now, um, and he can hopefully continue somewhere else. Uh, it really annoys me with Corrado because he is so young and I feel like this is really hindering his development as a defenseman. The only way you're going to develop is by playing. Um, you know, he's not even playing in the Marlies. Uh, it's just, it sucks to see him in, in the press box every night. He's played one game this season from at the time we record this podcast and I bet it still is. And it was against Pittsburgh. On like- a back-to-back and they got fucking murdered like good one why not ease him in against phoenix or sorry arizona oh. or, or anything like that rather than pittsburgh with crosby malkin kessel yeah that's that was unfair and i don't know what it is i don't know why they're doing this to him and i hope and i mean it's gonna be hard to trade him away because none of the teams have seen him play yeah you got doing it off memory yeah of when he played for the canucks which I'm sure no one even remembers or wants to remember because yeah. <laughs> all the Utica comments or what it, yeah. Um, another high is, is Freddie Anderson. I was, um, very, 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 very happy when the Leafs got him from Anaheim, uh, playing fantasy hockey. He's kind of been my guy for a couple of years now. Uh, I just, I'm taking a break from fantasy hockey this year. Just, I just feel like there's too much, too much on my plate. Um, but I do miss it. And, um, when he started the season poorly, I was like, oh shit, here we go again. It was same, you know, I was like, cool, we're going to get a repeat of Jonathan Bernier. I was happy when Jonathan Bernier came in, coming from the Kings. You know, I'd watch him back up Jonathan Quick and I thought he was good. And I was like, great. Toronto is going to kill another goalie. Um, the graveyard. Yeah, it's, I mean, it has been. But you know what I think the problem was? I think it was the World Cup. He got injured. Yeah, before the World Cup and then yeah, couldn't in the, play. In the, and then... in the um, warm-up games. Yeah. Um, stupid Team Europe, which almost won the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's he's gone through that. He's gone through his pains, and now he's playing 
the way Freddie would normally play. Uh, and he's carrying that defense a lot of the time. Um, I think another another highlight is obviously the the resurgence of Sidney Crosby. Last year, a lot of people were saying, oh, this could be, you know, Crosby is on the downside of his career now, blah, 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 blah. You He's know. almost scoring at a goal a game. Yeah. He, you know, at the time of recording this, like he's played, what is it, like 20, 22 games. And he scored 20 goals. <laughs> he's leading the league in goals. Um, that's quite an interesting battle this year between him and Patrick Laine for the goals. I'm, I'm sure Ovechkin's going to rise up. At, you know, he always, resu- you know, does a big surge of goals yep. near the end of the year. So I think between the three of them, that's going to be an interesting race for the uh, Rocket Richard Trophy. I hope I hope Crosby wins it. I'll, I want him to score 50 and 50. I mean, it's probably impossible, but it would be awesome. That would be really cool. And I'll, I'll only touch on it briefly, but the Philip Larson pile on, that's a huge low this season so far. That really pissed me off. Just, you know, it was a clean hit by Taylor Hall. It was unfortunate that Larson had to get down, uh, which made it worse. He's unconscious on the ice and everyone is bumping his head with his, with their skates and their sticks. It's just nothing, nothing has come of it. Obviously Taylor Hall shouldn't have been, um, penalized for it and he wasn't, which is good, but why can't NHL player safety tackle this issue and be like, why are you like, have some respect? Yeah for the player on the ice he could have got more hurt being on the ice by his teammates jumping over him and oh, almost Spiza. kicking him yeah. yes. Lucas Spiza kicking him in the head and almost slicing his I, face off I think he's very lucky that um, well I mean he got clear to leave the hospital that night so he's obviously not too bad he's out for a while um, that could have gone so it, much worse oh though. yeah oh, I mean it was it was hard to watch and yeah, unfortunately the replays kept showing it yeah. um yeah i i i gotta move on from there because it's just it's just not me too much and then i guess the, the last thing is the vegas announcement um the great video oh <laughs> oh my god the vegas placeholders that is forever gonna be a hockey meme <laughs> and i mean it was i i was watching it live ctv we're good dudes and we're streaming it on the internet for uh, even people like us in New Zealand to watch it. I was watching it at work with um, Greg Pearson, who's probably the only, only other guy at work that really cares about hockey. And um, yeah, just <laughs> it was a gong show. It was just, they're like, we got a video, let's play a video. And then you see like the Vegas placeholders and oh, the video is not ready yet. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? For a place that is all about entertainment and stage shows and everything how they fuck that up i don't yeah you don't would know. think it would be so polished uh but it kind of felt like i don't know it didn't feel like a like a major league sports team mm. event it seemed like a vegas team <laughs> yeah i get yeah um but i mean i want to see how well they do i'll definitely go to vegas for a game uh i think that'd be an awesome holiday for a hockey fan mm to go to Vegas and then go to... I mean, the the arena is situated in an awesome spot. Yeah, it's like right on the strip or something, isn't it? Just off the strip between... Uh, you got the Monte Carlo Hotel and there's the MGM Grand Hotel. Um, and then it's kind of right there in between the two. Uh, Monte Carlo is a great place to stay. I, I've been there. They've got an awesome lazy river. And the MGM Grand has an awesome food court where they have the pizza equivalent of Subway. Oh, that sounds amazing. It is awesome and so i i can see myself in the next couple of years going back to vegas and doing exactly that getting a pizza from their place if it still exists god i hope it does and going to see their golden knights <laughs> or will they be called something else <laughs> they might have to be called something else we do not know yet yeah did you see that thing on twitter where they posted their logo and had the tm next to it and people were tweeting them being like I don't think you should be doing that no yeah <laughs> how like how are these people getting it so wrong when like getting paid all this money to do these high jobs mm. and they keep fucking things up yeah i mean i the low light of that was the announcement but the highlight is it's cool to see 
another team and i hope it does well i'm excited for the expansion draft yeah that's that's i think for a a future podcast um i i don't think they're gonna make a television event out of it like they do with the nhl draft but god i hope they do it'd be amazing i would watch watch it yeah Yeah, and i think we should do a live podcast oh yeah that's a great idea yeah if if that's what they do if they do make a tv event out of it we got to do a live podcast like a reaction kind of podcast that's a great idea and either laugh or cry when they take away our favorite players Mm. um but yeah i guess that's it really for uh the first episode of puck yeah we we got to wrap it up um there's stuff we haven't touched on that we will definitely touch on um later on um you know next week we got we got old jez brown coming in talking about slap shot and what it what it means to stream ice hockey in new zealand which in a country where the internet isn't always the greatest um he's probably got a lot of interesting things to say probably a bit of geek talk you know as far as uh gear goes which should be it'll excite some of you and um i hope it doesn't bore some people but i think it's interesting he's he's got a lot to say and he's i think he's done a lot for new zealand ice hockey uh with everything that he does uh but yeah that's uh that's us for the first episode so you know thanks for listening if you you should hit us up like i said earlier on social media at puck yeah podcast on uh, twitter instagram or on facebook or even if you want to send us an email if you want to do it that way that's puck yeah podcast at gmail.com um you know give us your thoughts maybe you want to ask us some questions whatever tell us what you think dick pics i'd rather not dick pics to be <laughs> honest but hey um yeah let's uh let, <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> i mean it's not a family show but no. you know we're i'm not exactly gonna go tweeting out your dick pics guys so don't do that uh anyway that that's us and um we'll see you next week see ya puck year it's new zealand's hockey podcast subscribe on itunes soundcloud or with your favorite podcatcher Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. Mm-hmm.